Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie, host and head bookologist here at the Get Literate Podcast. I'm a book-loving, notebook-cording reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. On this podcast, we explore the power of bookology and leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading and notebooks and writing mixed in with mindful practices and creativity to create lives we love. You can expect regular weekly episodes focused on three books you need to know about on a bookish theme and how to bring those themes to life in our actual lives too. You can also expect author interviews, notebooking inspiration, and topics to help us grow through what we go through and take inspired action to make our lives better. So grab a notebook and your TBR list and let's get literate. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. It's time for a bonus episode today, Monthly Literate Love. I told you I would not forget to put the Monthly Literate Love episodes on my calendar and I am following through. If you don't know what my Monthly Literate Love episodes are all about yet, it's where I tell you about all the things I've been reading writing, learning, and loving that didn't make its way onto the podcast. This month, I have four books to share, one bookish writing prompt that I think you'll love, some really fun and unexpected opportunities for learning, and of course, some links and things that I love too. So let's get started and dive in. What did I read this month that didn't make its way on the podcast? Well, there are four books. There is one middle grade fiction, two adult fiction, and one memoir. Let's start with the middle grade book. As you know, or at least I think you know if you've listened to the podcast, I am a children's literature professor at my local university. And so I spend a lot of my reading life reading kid lit. Now, I also think that adults should read Kitlid for lots of other reasons too, but the book I'm bringing you today is one that has been on my TBR for a while, but I finally read with my class. And that book is Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. This book is a powerhouse of emotion. Honestly, I finished the book. And while I usually write my reviews of the book right after so that the content is fresh in my mind, I couldn't do that with this book. I finished it and I had to wait a day or two or three because I just didn't feel like I had the right words to adequately express what I was thinking and feeling. It was it was that powerful. It was that striking. It was that emotional. So in this book, we meet Jerome. He is a 12-year-old boy who was shot by a white police officer in Chicago who mistook the toy gun he was playing with as a real threat. So the book beautifully weaves between when he was alive and when he was dead, when he was a person and when he was a ghost. And in that back and forth nature, we figure out how Jerome is attempting to make sense of what happened to him, of the devastation that has come to the family, of how the world works, all of it. But it's not just his story either. It's the story of too many boys who have come before him, right? It's told from a child's point of view, which is just 
the reason I think it goes straight to your heart. And she masterfully weaves these historical facts with the current truth of what the world is like for some. But not only that, even though the story is told by the perspective of Jerome, we get the perspectives of the others through Jerome. So we get insight into the white police officer that shot him. We get insight into the daughter of that police officer who can see Jerome as a ghost. We get insight into the friends, into the family members. It's incredible. This book will make you think. It'll make you cry. And hopefully, I think it might leave you as lost for words as I am so that all of us can really think and reflect and do better. This book is so powerful. Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. Now, up next, I want to talk about one of the adult fiction books. I adored this book. So if you go back to episode 74 of the podcast, I talked with Kara Infante. She is the podcast host of Bookish Flights, where she interviews someone new every week on a particular theme and asks them to talk about three books they love and recommend. Sounds pretty similar, right? I'm so glad Kara and I connected. And in that episode, she shared three books that could take us places, particularly to the Midwest. Now, I did not know J. Ryan Stradell before I talked to Kara, and now I can't get enough of his books and I'm hopefully going to devour his backlist. I started with Great Kitchens of the Midwest, which I loved, especially for the unique format. And today I'm here to talk about the Lager Queen of Minnesota. Now, honestly, at first I thought this was a book about pie. And if you read the opening chapters, you will see why I thought this was a book about pie. But then I switched and I thought it was a book about beer. And then once I finally turned that last page, I knew it wasn't mainly about either of those things because it was a book about finding yourself, about finding your passion, about what it means to be a family. And one of my favorite lessons, it's never too late. So I did love this structure. In my review, I said the intriguing nature of the book structure had me at hello. So the really neat thing that this book does is instead of using chapter titles, it uses a dollar amount. An amount of money is the chapter title, and you have to go through that chapter in order to uncover what the meaning of that chapter is. I loved it. I mean, I, I mainly went for it because of Kara's recommendation and knew the structure was interesting, but my goodness, the deep connections that I made to the characters kept me there and turning the pages. And not only the connections to the characters, but... I didn't know I wanted to know that much about pie, and I certainly did not know I wanted to know that much about beer, but it was fascinating. I think this is a book to help you find your passion, to help you reflect on all of the life decisions you've made, and to help you make choices to make both of those things better. I think this book is a must read for everyone. It's The Lager Queen of Minnesota by J. Ryan Stradell. Now, my third book is another adult fiction book, and this book 
is going to live in my heart forever. I hugged it. I hugged it more than once. It's just one of those books that is going to stay with you, I think, as it stayed with me. So what is the title? The title is The Secret Life of Albert and Twistle by Matt Cain. So Albert is a 60-something-year-old postman who keeps to himself. He has his routines. He has his work. He has his cat. But he doesn't have much else. And quite frankly, he is just fine with that. His routine is fine, and it brings him comfort. But everything changes when he is forced into mandatory retirement from the Postal Service. Plus, his beloved cat, Gracie, who is his world, dies. And Albert falls apart. As he falls apart, he starts to think and ruminate about what could have been. But here's the thing about Albert that you will love. He doesn't just think. He actually takes action. He takes action, small steps, and then eventually big steps to finally start living, to break out of his routine and see what's out there, and maybe even find the love that he lost so many years ago. (gasps) This book was wonderful. It was a book that helped you see Albert come into his own. It was a book that helped you see the the supporting characters around him change in important ways as Albert changed. And it just tugs at your heartstrings and it will remind you that it is never too late to start again, which seems to be a theme after talking about that in The Logger Queen of Minnesota. If you are a fan of All the Lonely People by Mike Gal, then you will love this book. I kept making parallel connections to that book in the best possible ways. So that's The Secret Life of Albert and Twistle by Matt Cain. Now, the last book I have to share with you today is a most powerful memoir. It is a Zibby Books book. And you know that I adore Zibby Books. I have read every single one of them. I have loved every single one of them. And this one is no different. Honestly, it was one of the most unflinchingly honest, raw, heartbreakingly touching memoirs I have ever read. Seriously. Brittany Means, I forgot to mention the author and the name, actually. The name of the book is Hell If We Don't Change Our Ways by Brittany Means. And I think she's done the impossible. She has experienced more pain more neglect, and more abuse than one should be able to survive. But she did. And not only did she survive, but she was strong enough to share her experience with us in this memoir in some of the most touching and compelling prose that I have read in a book like this. As I read, I kept thinking that my heart was simultaneously breaking from sorrow, but also bursting with hope at what Brittany has accomplished here. You will not be able to read this book without stopping multiple times, without taking a deep breath, without dabbing your eyes with a Kleenex. It is that emotional. You are that all in with the readers. I'm sorry, with the writer. It was so powerful. So if you're up for a memoir and if you can handle 
the content. There is, like I said, a lot of pain, neglect, and abuse, and she lays it all out of the line. If you're okay with that and you want to get to the other side with her, then Hell If We Don't Change Our Ways by Brittany Means is definitely a good book for your TBR. So there were my four my four books, Ghost Boys, The Logger Queen of Minnesota, The Secret Life of Albert Entwistle, and Hell If We Don't Change Our Ways. I hope one of them or more sparked your interest and will find its way to your TBR. Now up next is what I've been writing. Now I've been staying true to my morning pages. I am happy to report that I still haven't missed a day in my one line a day journal. My quote notebook is bursting from all of these books that I've read, but I also wanted to give more attention to writing from a prompt. I mentioned before on the podcast that if I don't have a prompt or something particular to write about, then I tend to write about the same thing, which is what's going on in my life and how I feel. Now that's not a bad thing, but I also tend to just get out all of the negative stuff that's going on in my life and how I feel. And I really am trying to better capture the good that's going on too. That's why I loved this particular prompt and I wanted to share it with you today. It's from Rachel Hollis. She is one of my mentors from afar. She has a wonderful podcast, the Rachel Hollis podcast. And on one of those episodes, she was talking through a technique to help you think about your life more clearly, to think about your future more clearly, and to help you imagine all of the abundance and goodness that can come. And bonus points, it had a bookish theme. So here was the prompt. If your life were the main character in a book, what is the best plot line that could happen to your character? If you were the main character in a book of your life, to put it another way, what is the best plot line that could happen to you? What is the best story arc that could happen to you? Write it. And actually write it as if it were a story, right? That gets to a different part of our brain. It gets us a little bit more creative. And then after you have written what the best possible thing is for your main character, And why do we do it that way? Because sometimes it can be hard to imagine what the best possible life for ourselves could be because we end up, before we're even done imagining it, coming up with excuses of why that's too hard or why it can't be. But if you take it out of your own life and you put it into a story of someone else, a main character, then you're able to think a little bit differently, imagine new possibilities, and at least not shut it down immediately. And then after you have that story, of course, you can try to take small steps or big steps in order to bring that story arc to life in your actual life. I loved this. I thought it was really creative. It did help me get out of my own way. And just if I could imagine the best thing to happen to that character based on what I know and love, what would it be? And it made me think differently just gave me a different outlet, a different kind of writing, a different form of creativity in my journal. And you know, I love restorative writing. So any writing that then helps me think differently about my actual life and do things a little bit different or better. Well, those are the prompts I love. And I think this one could do that for you. So this weekend, grab your notebook and think. 
if I were the main character in a book of my life, what would be the best thing that could happen to that character? And then just let yourself imagine just a little bit. Okay, so there was my writing prompts. We've talked about what I've read. We've talked about what I've written. Now let's talk about some fun things that I've learned. So if you're not inside my Get Literate Patreon community, you might not know that my word of the month that I read, write, and learn, and love into life, the word of the month is learn. And the reason it's learn is to make use of the back to school time and the end of the year, let's get ready for a new year, new goal kind of mindset. And so all month I've been reading books that are pushing me to learn new things like pie and beer, <laughs> right? In the postal service. I love when I can take a theme and I can really run with it. Some months are better than others, but this month happened to be a good one. I started off one of the bonus episodes inside our Get Literate Patreon community with a episode on micro habits, little teeny tiny things that we could do each day that could actually have really big, good, cumulative effects on our life. And I talked about a couple of micro habits that could help us bring the learn theme to life, to learn something new or find a new fact or enjoy a quote. One of the suggestions I gave in that bonus episode was one that I had a lot of fun with this month. And that is every day, the first thing you do when you open up your computer's browser for the first time, and you know you're going to do it at least once, go to Google and hit the random search button. Hit that I'm feeling lucky today button and just see what comes up. Take one minute or two minutes or three minutes. See what the search results are. Browse, click on one and see if you can learn something new. I had a blast doing that this month. I didn't do it every day, but I did do it enough where I was just kind of struck by how much information out there I know nothing about. So I got an, a, a better look into some topics and content and even some current events that popped up. And it was just a fun way to start the workday rather than opening up my browser and going right to email. I went to Google. I did a random search or two, absorbed a new fact, and then went on my day. So that was just a fun micro habit I added this month. And who knows, maybe I'll keep it ever so every so often, even as we shift to a new word of the month as we head into October. Now, another, another aspect of my learning, of course, revolved around the books that I was reading. So I'm not going to tell you what that book is because I am actually going to feature it on another episode of the Get Literate podcast. But let's just say this. I learned how to make my very first and very own private meditation. I did. I actually found meditation music and I got a script ready sparked by a book I was reading. And I created a almost five minute meditation for myself that I enjoyed reading about so much in this particular book. And so I thought, why Google and find one? If I like this one, why don't I just make it? And so I did. I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> I made it. Of course, the first time I made it, I forgot to share the sound in my computer so that the meditation music was in the background. So lesson learned there. 
But now I have a five minute clip that I just sent to myself. And so now it's on my phone so that whenever I need a five minute pick me up or a five minute calm me down, I've got one. And I've got a reminder of how wonderful it felt to read about that meditation in the book that I was reading. So I learned how to make my very first and my very own audio meditation. Now, second, I learned something else from that book. And that is that you can make your own face cream and you can make your own face mask. Did I know that before? I did. But seeing how much joy it brought this main character and seeing the ingredients that she listed and how to do it, I needed to try. So I've Googled it. I've got a recipe. I've got the steps. I'm just waiting for my natural supplies to arrive in the mail. And I'm going to attempt to make my own face cream and or my own face mask. I promise that I will put pictures of how that comes out, good, bad, or otherwise, in an upcoming episode or the show notes or on my social media feed. Now, the last thing that I am so excited to share, and this crosses in from a learn to the love category. I spent a lot of time on Canva this month trying to create a graphic organizer to help me keep track of what I've been reading, writing, learning, and loving. I mentioned it in the last episode that I completely forgot to do the episode over the summer. And because I forgot that, it was really hard to go back through my memory and remember what I read and wrote and learned and loved. And I didn't want that to happen every month. I wanted a page that I could just track those four things across the month. So when it was time for this episode, I didn't have any preparation. I just looked at the page in my notebook and went from there. So I spent a lot of time on Canva trying to learn how to make the organizer look exactly like I wanted it. There are wonderful templates on Canva and I could change my font and my colors, but none of them were exactly what I was picturing in my mind. And I spent too much time trying to get it there until I remembered something. I have a pretty fantastic friend who has been on this podcast multiple times, who is a genius at creating journaling pages. Do you know who I'm talking about? Christy Zimmer. Christy Zimmer makes the most beautiful, colorful, inspiring, reflective journal pages that I have seen. I love them. And so I sent her a voice message and said, hey, any chance you want to make one of these for me? Or take a look at what I'm doing. And she was all in. She loved the idea. She jumped right in and created this wonderful page that is exactly what it looked like in my mind. I sketched it with a Sharpie. She brought it to life in an actual software program so that we could print it. And I'm happy to say I now have, and I now love monthly literate love graphic organizers. There's a space to put the theme of the month if you follow ours or choose your own, the month and the date for the year. And then there's a category for read, write, learn, love. And it prompts you to put in those boxes as you go throughout the month what you did read, write, learn, and love. And even if you don't create a podcast episode around it, like I do, what a wonderful memory, a wonderful keepsake that you could have in your journal, in your notebook, or even in your agenda or your calendar or your planner. You can just tuck it in there and have this beautiful record. 
She has made one for every month of the year in a different color. And I have had some fun bringing it to life, not just writing the things down to capture my reading, writing, learning, and loving, but I've had fun bringing it to life in a more creative way. So think stickers, think washi tape, think little cutouts and highlighters. And so my monthly literate love this month, the first time I've tried it, has really become this fun, creative page that I have in my notebook. Now, right now, it is a full printable page, and I just have it tucked into one of the pages, folded over, but we are working on some other products to make this a notebook tip-in, so you can tape it into whatever and wherever you want in your notebook or your planner or your agenda. So here's the good news. If you are part of my Good Literate Patreon community, you are going to get the brand new monthly literate love template every month. The new color will arrive and I will post a video that shows me kind of blinging it up and bringing it to life and how I am using it in my notebook that month. So if you're already there, stay tuned. The first one is coming in October. And if you're not there already, but you're intrigued and you want that page every month, you want that video, plus a whole bunch of other bonus episodes, book clubs, and live events, you can head to getliterate.co and you can join us for just five bucks a month. We have a lot of fun and what I earned from that Patreon page helps pay for all of the website and all of the things uh, so that I can bring this podcast and the blog and the website to you. So it's a win-win. So I've kind of moved into the things that I've loved because that printable has been my most favorite thing that has come out of the month. But I do have three others. The first is a YouTube channel and it is not bookish or notebookish. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have some autoimmune health challenges that bring a lot of joint pain a lot of achiness. And so I've been working really hard with my diet and supplements and meditation and movement and all the things to feel the best that I can. And I found this one YouTube channel that is really, really helping me in the movement and exercise department. And that channel is called Move with Nicole. It is the most amazing Pilates slash yoga channel that I have found. Now, I love yoga with Adrian. I'm not abandoning yoga with Adrian, and I'm not abandoning uh, Moving Mango, the other Pilates site that I love. But Move with Nicole is just so unique. It's a blend of Pilates and yoga in the same sessions, and they are drastically different from one another. So each week, she puts out a playlist so that you could have a different workout video every single day that varies muscles and varies intensity. And I've got to tell you, I've been doing it all month long and I feel good. Now, I'm not saying that my joints still don't hurt, but my posture's better and I'm standing taller and I, I feel like I am more fit than any other exercise I have tried. And that includes cardio and that includes weight training. <laughs> of course, my weight training now, the, the heaviest uh, that I can lift is my little two pound weight. So it's, you know, weight training is kind of out the window, but move with Nicole has been wonderful. It's the first thing after my cup of coffee that I do in the morning. And I just feel much, much better all day. What's up for number two? What am I loving? 
I am equally a fan of Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, but I got to tell you, I had my first Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice coffee. I just get a medium and it's black. So it just has a little teeny tiny bit of pumpkin flavoring. I forgot how much I love it. It really just made my whole day better the other day when I treated myself to that. And it was even decaf. So it wasn't the caffeine making me happy. It truly was the pumpkin spice flavor. And I think most importantly, the smell. Now, the last thing that I have loved that I have mixed emotions on and I've gotten mixed reviews on, not all of you love this thing, is the shopping app Timu. T-E-M-U. My kids were talking about it. I saw it on my social media feed. I went online and I was taken (laughs) with all of the bookish things that were on there from notebooks and pens and sticky notes to a bazillion other things. But there were a lot of things there that looked pretty promising for journaling and notebooking. Now, I heard a lot of stories that some people don't get their items and it's a big scam. So I only spent 20 bucks so that I could see if it actually arrived and it did. One item was out of stock and I'm pretty sure I didn't get refunded for that. The process of doing so just seemed a little complicated, but what I did get met my expectations and there was a lot of them for just a little price. Now I did then go Google and try to look at the backstory behind it and the concerns about where it's located and how the data is shared. So I'm not sure I'm gonna order from it again, but I did have fun browsing and I do enjoy the things that arrived. I'm using them in my notebook. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts about that app, if you've used it, if it was a positive experience, if you have any concerns, because if I browse it again, I know I'm going to find something I want and I got to be ready to decide if, if I'm going to actually purchase it from them. But I did have a lot of fun browsing and now I have a lot of stickers that I can use in my notebook. All righty, there you have it. That is what I have been reading and writing and learning and loving all month long. These monthly literate love episodes are one of my favorite. I used to write them in weekly blog posts and now I do them in monthly podcasts instead. And I love it. I am hoping that listening to my literate love sparks your literate love. So tell me, It's your turn now. What have you been reading? What have you written in your notebook? What are the prompts you use? What are the ideas you have? What are the things that you learned, big and little? And just what are the things that are lighting you up, making you happy, and that you loved in the month of September? I want to know all the things so that I can join in too. You can find me on your favorite social media platform at Affinito Lit. You can head to alitlife.com and leave me a comment in the show notes. And remember, you can click the button in your podcast platform and leave me an instant voice note as well. Make it super easy to send feedback. And don't forget, if you want to get your hands on my new monthly printable, just head to getliterate.co. You'll get that new printable and video every month, bonus episodes every week, first chapter Fridays on Friday, book clubs, live events, much more. It's my favorite place to be online. The community there is amazing and wonderful. And I'd love for you to check it out. So thanks so much for listening to my monthly Literate Love bonus episode. Like I said, I hope it sparks some reading and writing and learning for you. 
And stay tuned because October is tomorrow. And that means a new opportunity to explore a new theme for the month. So check out my social media platforms and you'll find my new word of the month that I'll be diving into October soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy reading and writing. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. Plus, if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing life, like bonus podcast episodes, bibliotherapy book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much, much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all of the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. And one more thing. If you love what you listened to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks for listening.